And welcome to another Energy Facts Chat with me, J.P. Warren, uh, tuning in and recording this from a rainy, gloomy day uh, in Denver, but it's still a beautiful city. I dig Denver. And then uh, we got my boy, Mike Umbro, from uh, California. What's going on, Mike? How you doing today? What's happening? It's gray. It's it's a little gloomy here, but it'll burn off. So uh, well, San Diego okay. is doing all right. I want to thank everyone out How there. I'm doing well. I'm doing well. We had a we had a crew club event last night, packed house, about 18, 19 people there. Uh, great conversation. That. Just good, good people, good community. Um, so uh, I want to thank everyone out there for uh, for listening to Energy Facts Chats, and uh, we're now you can find us. I know a majority of uh, of y'all listen to us on YouTube, but now you can actually uh, take us with you wherever you go. Uh, take us in the car, the gym, uh, you're doing yard work, whatever. Uh, we can find us wherever you consume. Uh, your podcast. Now we're on Apple Podcasts, and I want to give a shout out to those uh, two uh, viewers who gave us a one-star review. We appreciate that. Nice. That means you're listening, and that means you're <laughs> taking the time to give us feedback, which is what we asked for. So thank That's you for right. that. That's so, right. You got to get some feedback in there, right? They will not is, be taking us everywhere they go, I assume. And that's and that's and that's fine though. I think uh, again, these 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 conversations are again to bridge the energy expectations, and energy realities, and uh, a lot of times, uh, you know, even for myself included, that's that's a difficult uh, pill to swallow. Kind of looking at the realities of where we're at today. But again, these are conversations that should be having today, so we're not tripping over these things. Uh, in, in the short term in the future, um, which is kind of what we're seeing. So, uh, again, thank you. And if uh, you dig it, uh, leave a review. One star, bring it. I don't care. I love it. Um, but uh, today, so last last episode, we talked about uh, uh, electrifying the, uh, the the ports and uh, the EV uh, fleet. So I think that's a very interesting conversation that we had, Mike. And I uh, probably wanted to discuss that probably uh, more on, on future uh, uh, Energy Facts chats. But today, I think I kind of want to dive in or at least touch upon the uh, – the natural gas appliance, man. I mean, that's something that's kind of hit the headlines kind of here and there that you're seeing. Um, it was, you know, it gets real aggressive and then it kind of goes away, then it kind of comes back in. So let's kind of discuss kind of, I guess, uh, this natural gas appliance ban and, um, and what, what is that? What, what, are they, what does it mean? What are they saying? Um, what are they trying to do? And what is the realities of that? So I guess let's start with kind of uh, what's happening in California when it comes to the natural gas ban. And also, again, this goes back to why does anyone care about California policies? California right. can keep it because policy spreads. So yes. this is exactly why. So let's talk about California, and then we kind of link it to New York on the other on the other side of the coast on kind of how it's uh, being played out there. Okay, yeah. In California, the big news was an appeals court uh, struck down the Berkeley, California, uh, proposed law to ban natural gas hookups in new construction. Uh, okay. So it was it was shot down in a California court. However, New York's governor Hochul has recently announced that New York has a law where you cannot have natural gas hookups in new construction after 2025. So New York is like, whoa, California, you thought you were all hard on fossil fuels. We're going to do you one better and faster and ban it in new construction uh, in two years, basically, which so, is so, amazing. So it's, so it's a green, so it's a green energy uh, measuring contest. Yeah, it's like a green green energy standoff or green okay. energy race, a race to the green city. <laughs> okay, so so uh, Berkeley put out something saying we should ban it. California said no. Let's let's hold off on that. Let's pump the brakes on that. What, what was the reason behind pumping the brakes on that? And how come uh, California didn't dive in head first? 
They cited an old law. I'm looking at a court. The court threw it out, and I'm trying to find the law here that they that they referenced. Um, it was an older decision. Uh, it was thrown out three zero in the Ninth Circuit Court, uh, and it was uh, to ban appliances such as gas stoves, um, and it's and it's impact to the quantity of energy the consumer is using and so uh the court uh well this is a quote from the restaurant association jot condi the president he said berkeley's ban was an overreaching measure beyond the scope of any city cities and states are not equipped to regulate the energy use or energy efficiency of appliances that businesses and homeowners have chosen energy policy and conservation is an issue with national scope and national security implications. Uh, so that's what the proponents in the restaurant industry are saying. But um, New York saw that and uh, decided, no, that's good. We're going to bar natural gas hookups within a few years. And so, so, um, so let me you've, see got, you've got competing forces pushing, you know, on both sides of the country here. Yeah. So you, so on one side you have the politicians, um, pushing for, for this. On the other side, you have the businesses, uh, whether it's, you know, national re restaurant chains or whether it's, you know, small mm -hmm. family owned, uh, businesses, uh, pushing against that. So, so there's, again, there's this, uh, rift or gap between, uh, what politicians want and what the, uh, what business owners, uh, want. Yeah, and the California decision basically said, you know, the city's trying to bypass federal regulations on on energy. And maybe that's where we see, you know, we've also heard lately the Biden administration wants to look at your efficiency of all your appliances and increase the standards for your dishwashers, your washer dryers, all of your home appliances um, and push those towards uh, electric uh, appliances. Well, and, and well, I think you asked the, the state of California at least said, hey, you're bypassing federal regulations. So now maybe we're seeing this move the the federal administration towards saying, hey, we better start getting in line with, with what California and New York is trying to do. Um, so I think that's how you see it kind of fold together on a yeah. policy front. You, you definitely see the policies kind of start kind of uh, start holding hands and kind of uh, emulating each other. So let me ask you a question. Okay, so if you ban natural gas appliances, that means everything needs to go to uh, an electric appliance, electric stove and right. all that stuff, right? Is that correct? Right. Okay. Right. Um, does that reduce the dependency on natural gas uh, for the consumer? Well, it's interesting because I, I was looking up, well, how much uh, natural gas does New York consume? as a state in their electricity generation, kind of like what we were looking at yeah. on the electricity maps or, or the different independent system operators. I'm going to pause you because okay. real quick, that energy maps app uh, that Mike's yeah. talking about, that is a wonderful, wonderful app that anyone can download and you can see the mix of anywhere in the world um, on how the electricity is being generated there. So I love going to California, looking at Texas, looking at New York, I'll go over to Germany and you can see the breakdown of, you know, is it coal, gas, uh, solar uh and it's such a cool uh app so anyway, anyway i apologize for interrupting go on no no problem so when you look at the the eia the u.s energy information yep. administration if at their website you see natural gas nuclear and hydroelectric provide 90 percent of 
or more of New York's net electricity generation by source. Okay. And natural gas uh, is the largest provider, providing more than 46% um, of their power. So 46%, okay. it's very similar to California. Basically, half the grid is powered by natural gas. So, um, yeah, New York, you, you don't have a lot of solar assets. You don't have a lot of wind. You don't have a lot of renewables at all. So if you're taking away a natural gas burning appliance in a home, you're really not offsetting that because you're going to increase the demand on the on the electricity grid. And thereby, you're going to be burning the gas somewhere else in a, in a, so that, in a gas. So, so that's my, that's actually kind of what I was going, where I was actually kind of asking because I'm thinking, okay, you know, as a consumer and not being in the energy space, not being around uh, energy professionals, both on the, the, the hydrocarbon side and also the renewable side. Right. You hear this, you hear this, you're thinking, wow, that's reducing my uh, dependency on natural gas. Um, that's, you know, it's a good thing. Uh, but, you know, fossil fuels are bad. It's a good thing that it also. But in reality, all it's doing is really just kind of, again, tying into that NIMBY mentality, the not-in-my-backyard mentality. You're still consuming the same amount of natural gas because you need that natural gas to, to – to, rather than have it natural gas at the stove, you're just kind of pushing that back right, to generate the electricity for your stove. So it doesn't change yeah. the dependency or the demand or the – and that's the thing that's, I think, for me, that's, that's an important point of discussion. Reducing the supply does not – change the demand that our level of comfort in society is at so not that only sense. that but yeah not only that but it's it's far more expensive for families for homeowners for for anyone to to swap out appliances unnecessarily or, expensive. To, or to be buying electric appliances then it, or then it destabilizes your grid it 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 leaves the consumer without redundancy okay so now when there's a blackout as there was in 2003 for 29 hours in the state of new york so say new york has a blackout and it's cold outside now i can't have a gas furnace heating my home in a state that gets very cold i can't have the ability to boil water if i'm trying to make some food for my family uh, during a blackout for 29 hours, it's it's well, it's, it's an emergency uh, situation that exacerbates the emergency. You know, if you're in that emergency situation and now you don't have the redundancy of natural gas appliances or hookups to your home, you're just left with a grid. And and the I grid. Mean, I mean, I'm thinking. I'm thinking about this. So I live in Houston, and you know, Houston is notorious for you know bad weather and bad weather shutting down power, and also boiling right. purposes. So a lot of times, right. uh, the, the tap water is not safe to you know consume, put in your mouth, or anything like that. So whenever we do have blackouts, and there are boil notices um, right. in Houston, I have a natural gas, uh, which most people do. Um, it's natural, but I've had to boil water before. I've had to do that before, and. You know, you combine that with the mandate on, you know, EV cars and say it's 2037 right now. So you have blackout. Let's say you have a newborn child or let's say whatever, and you want to brush your teeth, drink water, or get some water for the baby form or stuff like that. Number one, you can't boil the water now. Right. Your car can't charge your car at night. Uh, right. they're recommending, recommending today, mandating tomorrow, that you can't charge your car. So you can't go to the store right. and grab water. You can't go to the right. store and grab water. So you're kind of stuck in a helpless situation where – you can't number one drive anywhere to pick up supplies right. for your family, clean water, right. and not only that, you can't 
boil water um, at the house for these boil water notices uh, right. when there is a blackout because the stove would be electric. And for right. me, that's just kind of that. That's one of those things. Again, it's it's the energy realities of these expectations. Oh, let's go to you know, let's ban right. this. This is the expectation about you know this this. But in reality, when you know when, when stuff hits the fan, um, and you can't provide for yourself or your for your family, that's a pretty scary situation to be in. Right, right, and I think people have to wake up to this. This all or nothing nonsense is dangerous. Yeah. It's it's ex- expensive, and it's not feasible. I look at what about like Florida? Say there's a hurricane and flooding. You're not going to be driving EVs in a in a flood scenario. Or if you have to get out of town, you know some of these storms. I'm blessed to live in San Diego. We don't get evacuation notices. That often well, there's we traffic. Do for fires, there's traffic. We do for fires, but let's take any kind of natural disaster, a fire or a flood, where the grid might be locked, knocked out, uh, either due to the natural event or due to the utilities saying, "Hey, we got to cut power for safety." Uh, in the case of fires or whatever, well, now I can't dry, I can't charge my car at night. Then you know, if I'm stuck in a weird scenario for a day or two, now I can't, I can't evacuate. What are, we, are we going to evacuate our homes by foot in natural disasters? I mean, it's just. I mean, that's. That, I mean, ahead of any of these issues. I mean, that's a good point. I'm. I'm thinking about the. Uh, you know, the realities. I mean, I remember Houston had a couple serious uh, hurricanes kind of come in. There was these mass evacuations on us. These mm-hmm. cars were on the road for you know twenty hours, twenty four hours, thirty six hours, right. a long time, multiple right. hours. And I'm thinking about that. You know, gas stations were out, blah blah blah, stuff, but. The number of gas stations versus, you know, uh, EV uh, charging all that stuff, plus com- combined with the time it takes to charge an EV, that's a huge bottleneck. That's a, that's a that's a pretty uh, 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 and you take you take you know a lot of people in a in a, in a situation like that when you have a storm yeah. bearing down on them, and then right. you have a limited supply of energy. I mean, right. you've seen fights at gas stations. You've seen right. brawls occur and all that stuff. I mean, so it's that's. I mean, that's also a scary reality that you know people are going to be exposed to. Right. Sure. Could be exposed term, to. Could and be long term, to. if you buy into this mantra that oh, we're just not going to use fossil fuels. Well, then if you start taking away refining capacity, local supplies. Now, when people go to refuel their backup generators for these events, you know, now you're on all these electric plants and the backup systems that you're trying to deploy are scarce of fuel or costly yeah. uh, and and lost in a lot of this in new york's case anyway they're sitting right on top of and next door to some of the greatest shale gas reserves in the world and i think it's an opportunity for the toby rices of the world the nick Deuliuses of the world to to not only you know point out hey we get to unleash lng and send it to europe but Hey, this really need this. This needs to stop. Like New York and Boston and New England need the natural gas for decades to come. Someone has to to break break up this politi- po- politization of energy. Energy, energy. That's, that's unfortunate. Okay, so let's talk about this natural gas appliances. I, I kind of like hovering around these two uh, these two themes in this because I think it's important. Yeah. Um, I want to talk about the environmental implications of a uh, natural gas appliance bans. Okay, it, if you if there are any implications, and I also want to talk about what this means to the consumer, which we kind of talked about that, but we're talking about homes. I want to talk about businesses and uh, and uh, uh, companies that, that have opened up that rely on this. So let's, let's let's kind of take a step back from the uh, 
the natural disaster, you know, uh, you know, one, two times a year incidences that, that occur. And let's kind of broaden this out to kind of how will this affect the, uh, the consumer, uh, whether you're a, a, an owner of a, of a restaurant, let's say, or you're a, a patron at the restaurant. So let's talk about first the environmental implications of this natural gas ban. Sure. I mean, what do you, what, in terms of, are we saving the environment by banning the sale of appliances? I think the argument, the argument from those setting policy is that your gas stoves are giving you cancer and asthma, which there's no proof of. Um, so they're claiming we're, we're improving your indoor environment while getting off of natural gas hookups on buildings is going to decrease somehow uh, as you said, the demand for natural gas, although it's not because the grid is fired by natural gas predominantly, or at least 50% of it. Right. Um, so, so there is no uh, environmental benefit that's easy to spot, at least from, from the surface level. I think also what's being lost is consumption and consumer behavior. We're, we're telling people instead of doing less dishes instead of trying to change your lifestyle and your habits in your home to maybe do your dishes less frequently or conserve water and energy at your home. Now we're telling someone to buy something different. We're saying, Hey, just buy a different appliance. That's going to be better for the environment. And a lot of people are listening to Bloomberg talk about it on the radio. When I was driving to Bakersfield this week, they were saying, well, you know, the people, the, 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 the savvy, wealthy Bloomberg reporters say, well, I have two dishwashers in my home and I couldn't imagine living without them. And, you know, I'm just thinking of these people living in New York in their sky rise, you know, luxury apartments saying, oh, well, I've got two dishwashers. Like, so now we're just saying, well, these, all these wealthy people in New York just, just change to have two electric dishwashers and somehow that's going to help the environment. And it's just, I think it just it's really screams of just how ridiculous we are in the United States that there's you know because you're not because because you're not again, you're, they don't even have dishwashers you know it's just like and, and, and it, so again you're not changing the the demand or the consumption all you're doing is kind of I guess hunting that a little bit uh, down the road a little bit but it's not changing any behaviors no and I think it it just speaks to the fact that the policymakers don't understand that this is a consumption problem. This is an American lifestyle problem. We use a lot of energy. We need to be teaching people how to save energy. Well, that, well I mean, that, 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 that goes that, of energy. Well, I mean, that goes in. That goes in the argument is, you know, do the politicians really? Are they really concerned about I mean, this? That's another conversation. We have to get political on this. But do are they really concerned about what they're saying, or are they just trying to say something to keep people happy and to make make some cash themselves? So. Well, okay. I think um, I think I think I can answer that though. The reason they're saying this is because the climate activists control their behavior when they get in office. And they will tell yeah. you that when I go to Sacramento on the on the extreme left side, there's certain senators and assembly people that literally won't meet with a developer if there's anything related to fossil fuels in their project. And they'll tell you that. They'll say I can't meet with you because I'm aligned with the net zero movement, the climate, the NIMBY movement, the movement that raises all my political campaign dollars that puts me in office yeah. will get pissed off if I don't take this super hard line stance. And I think that's really 
a reckless way to set policy because well i think it's a reckless way to set policy in any way not just energy but yeah right if you're not if yeah yeah there's no minimum Um, okay so let's so let's we're at at 19 minutes right now going on 20 we try to keep these under 30 minutes to be digestible if you will for your short commute um so let's talk about the consumer side of things how is this going to affect uh the, the, oh first off i mean you're talking about buying appliances and all that stuff it's but it's not like the economy blowing and going where families have you know 15 grand to purchase a new fridge dishwasher right. and all that stuff so that's also right. you know combine that with inflation it's it's not the time to it's not the time to ask for a raise um right so let's uh let, let's, let's talk about the consumer side of things um how will this right. affect i guess uh, the consumer uh consumers well, a lot of times you've you've got to spend more money to go electric on your appliances. And I don't have specific, I'm not in the market. I'm not shopping. Right. I think the only way to know is at the time you got to be a smart consumer and shop all this around. But a, a lot of times you take an induction oven. Okay. Now you're not only having to switch to an electric oven, you got to get all new pots and pans that work with that kind of a technology. It's not quite as simple as a gas stove where you can just get, you know, any kind of pot and pan and just throw it on there. So, so you're, you're spending money to transition to different appliances. Um, and then, as you say, the, the electricity rates and utilities, um, we're just moving, moving the purchase of power or, or, or source of energy to the utility side on electricity instead of the natural gas hookup. And so now you got to look at what a kilowatt hour is versus uh, a British thermal unit, uh, a therm uh, in, in your natural gas bill and make that comparison. And that that gets pretty complicated very quickly for your average consumer to, you know, not only shop the appliances, but then look at the rate differences. And OK, what about what about if I'm taking my family out to eat at a restaurant and the restaurant has to switch to all electric and all that uh, fun stuff? Oh, undoubtedly, when you read about the restaurant association, they're saying, hey, are, are you look at California? Your your utility rates uh, were skyrocketing December, January. You had restaurants with ten thousand dollar, you know, electric bills and natural gas bills. And so, yeah, electricity rates are jumping 15, 20%. PG&E, I'm seeing industrial rates are set to jump 46% by the end of the year here in California. So your utility rates are going nowhere but up. And we're we're being told, yeah, you're just going to buy more kilowatt hours instead of fossil fuels. And so oh, by the way, those kilowatt hours are still powered by fossil fuels to the tune of 50%. So in reality, if I'm a restaurant, and I, I, I don't know much about the restaurant industry, but I've only heard from kind of you know conversations that the margins are really thin already. So right. if you're a restaurant and your your bills go up, you got to buy all these new appliances and all that stuff. It's number one, how do you stay in business? Number two, right. as a family, I mean, that's going to be a pricey meal to take my to take my family out to to dinner. I'd assume if that's being passed on to me, because most things the, the cost is passed on to the consumer. So again, that that increases the uh, the bill for me and my family. So that right. would be, that would kind of uh, diverge me from going out to eat. Right. That's just right. me though. That's me personally. Absolutely. We've stopped going. I've got five when I go out, we've stopped. I mean, maybe, maybe twice a month because it's just ridiculous. And yeah, it's, it's one of those scenarios where, um, you know, we can't jump around too many topics, but when you look at inflation and the fact that, you know, we were told this was 
going to be transitory. Costs were going to start coming down. Well, fossil fuel prices have come down. Natural gas and oil prices are are well off their 22 highs, but inflation still remains. And these policies are certainly not helping. You know, telling people to go out and buy something does not help with the inflation situation. Um, you know, none of this is easing inflation. What would ease inflation is, hey, let's stick with the current policies we have. Let's be more efficient. Let's save more energy. Let's buy less when we're out and about. Let's conserve and let's let's try to get our arms around being good stewards of the environment. But um, and that's, and, the conversation and that's kind of the, is not geared towards that. And, and that's kind of the main that's and, and that's kind of something that's it's you know, it, it's when it comes to something like this. And the, the main answer is just consume less. And that's that. And that's yeah. really kind of it. It's not a question like switching from this energy source, to this energy. It's consuming less, whatever that looks mm -hmm. like. So, um, so, okay, let's, let's wrap this up. So how can people learn more, I guess, about this and kind of, uh, I guess, kind of dive into the subject about the natural uh, gas bans and I guess how to get involved in this discussion on either side. I think people really need to start looking at what their elected officials are saying about this, because I would imagine it's in it's in a lot of communities. It's definitely pervasive in California and New York, but Texas, I'm sure folks are talking about it. Um, people need to see and inquire what their elected officials, you know, stance on these policies are. Right? And, and and that's the only way that some of us in the energy industry and those that are not in the industry that are fed up with these rising costs are going to get a voice in this is to really put pressure on elected officials. So I think the best thing people can do is go, go see, you know, who's my state Senator, who's my assembly person, uh, who's my representative in DC and, and what do they think about all this and maybe start writing some letters. Okay. All right. I mean, you got to start somewhere in the first, in the first, That'd be my take. <laughs> You know, and I mean that's and that's the thing though. You have to start somewhere. And the first step, number one, is kind of uh, diving into it a little. I'm not saying be a subject matter expert on this, but know enough to, for when you see a headline or when you hear this and you hear that, you can say, "Wait a minute, let me dive into that a little bit more." So uh, again, trying to find the uh, energy realities underneath the energy expectations, and uh, and obviously tuning into this uh, this uh, uh, podcast is a good source as well. So, Mike, I want to thank you. you got anything uh, left for us? I want to thank everyone for t tuning into uh, Energy Facts Chest. What else you got for us to leave us on this gloomy, gloomy day? There's nothing better than making some pancakes and eggs on your gas-fired stove to fill your belly and feel happy. Uh, pop on the coffee maker. And, can um, I do a can I talk? Can I do a, a quick a quick dad pancake flex? So the other yeah. night, uh, I made my wife and I uh, pancakes for dinner, and I don't know what it was, but I was in the zone. I made yeah. the perfect pancake flip, and it looked like the emoji of the pancakes. I was very proud of that. So I think I um, saw you post that. It did look. Beautiful. I was so happy. Was so, cake, it, was, it was the yeah. it was the perfect it was the perfect shade. It was perfect. Yeah. It was awesome. So I was very proud about that. So uh, you got to get the mix I, I, right with the egg and the water ratio. I mean, even though you measure perfectly, it. you sometimes you push too much mix into that cup, and then you get a thick pancake. So it's impressive. Well, I, I'm not pushing. I'm not pushing any mix in any cup. It just has to. It just has to happen <laughs> naturally. So I want to thank everyone. I want to thank everyone out there for tuning in. Energy Facts Chats. If you enjoyed this, please. Uh, Please uh, share it, like it, uh, talk about it, and uh, I guess we'll see you on the next time. Mike, uh, always good seeing you, man. You have a great Absolutely, day. Absolutely, bro. You too.